Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. I am joined this morning by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Denny. The sun is shining. The birds are out. The flowers are blooming. Oh, wait, that's for another month, not today. <laughs> are you calling from Maui? I, was, I wasn't sure. Oh, sorry. Exactly. I'm, I'm back to reality. No, oh, okay, reality. good. Whew, had me scared just there, there for a minute. Uh, if Yeah, we are in the midst of uh, shower activity, maybe some thunder showers as well. Uh, today, tomorrow, in fact, uh, today is the uh, last day, as I mentioned earlier, of the month of April. And, uh, well, Mayflowers, we'll see. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, this is your chance to either talk or send a text to Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. There's just one number that will uh, get you either that phone call or a text, 651-461-9226. And if you're a regular listener to the show, you know we tend to get really busy here in the 8 o'clock hour on a Saturday morning. So uh, don't wait. Call or text uh, Teresa with your lawn or garden questions, 651-461-9226. All right, it's 50, uh, I think, well, it was 51. We, I think, well, we moved back to 50 now in the Twin Cities with, with rain. What uh, what can we be doing? We can't do much in our yard uh, on a weekend like this. We really can't be because the soil is too wet. But that's really good because, remember, April flowers bring May flowers, all that, or April showers bring May flowers. And uh, we, we were in a deficit. We had such a drought last year, so we need this water to help, to help um, you know, reinforce, re- revigorate that aquifer. So what can you be doing right now? You can be checking your, your plants that you've started in the house. If you have any seedlings going on, if you need to transplant them, if you need to make sure they're not getting infested with any insects, if they need watering, if they need care. If you haven't started some seeds, you may want to start some seeds now. Check out your house plants. Um, look outside where where you've been sitting, waiting to go outside all these days where it's been raining. Uh, that's probably where you spend a lot of your time in the home. Look outside. Do you have a pretty garden there? Or will you have a pretty garden there? Can you make a pretty garden there? So the next time you're stuck inside the house in the middle of summer with the rains, you'll be looking at a pretty garden or, or whatever. So things like that you can be doing. Um, you can be uh, marking your calendars for upcoming plant sales because Master Gardeners will be having plant sales. Um, Hennepin County is having theirs on uh, May 4th, 14th. 
Uh, Ramsey is having theirs on May 22nd. Both uh, Master Gardener groups have very carefully dodged the the uh, jumping worm issue and have taken care that you will not get jumping worms if you buy plants from them. Um, the Men's and Women Garden Club is having a plant sale. So there's a lot of things going on. You could be uh, checking out the extension.umn.edu. That website has amazing things on it. It has um, even a whole videos, uh, a bunch of videos in Spanish. So if you speak Spanish, if you know Spanish, if you need to learn Spanish, that could be a way to do that. And then you could also go to the Arboretum's website and check out their new little tab that they have, their new page. They have garden highlights where you can see what's blooming at the Arboretum. And yes, there are things that are blooming at the Arboretum. Most of them look very beautiful. One does not look that beautiful and smells absolutely horrible, but I want you to go to that website and figure out which one it is. We'll, uh, we'll mention that website uh, again, and we'll also mention, of course, the uh, the Arboretum. But yeah, check out that. We always urge you to check out the University of Minnesota website, extension.umn.edu. Uh, tell you what let's do. Let's grab a phone call, and I know we always get uh, backed up, it seems like, as you know, Teresa. Mm-hmm. I think Ron is calling in this morning from Minneapolis. Ron, you're on with uh, Teresa. What is your question, please? would be a good time to uh, put granular fertilizer down on my blooming shrubs. Uh, I would wait until they've finished blooming or, or are near finishing blooming. So you, it's a little too early yet. And with all this rain, um, hesitate to put anything down that could possibly be washed away. So even if they're blooming, if you're lucky enough to have any shrubs blooming in your yard, uh, it's still too early to fertilize them. Um, wait wait till they've just about finished blooming or you know there's going to be a uh, little bit of weather where it could be watered in but not washed away so check out the forecast on that too yeah let's i can i can see now as uh, i'm looking at the tech screen uh, teresa how uh, how many lawn type questions are coming in let's see if we can't combine <laughs> a couple here uh, here's one it says uh, again you've addressed it but with the spring we're having when's a good time to fertilize your yard with weed and feed that's one okay. uh, and then another texture says they've seen a lot of these uh, lawn service companies running around fertilizing people's lawns. Is it still too soon to put on fertilizer? Or, are they, or do they know something I don't know, the texture says. So maybe we could address uh, those uh, couple we, of uh, We can. Um, you want the grass to be growing. It's probably not growing yet. We've, we've got too much water coming down. That granular fertilizer is going to be washed away. Lawn care companies have schedules to keep. They have a bunch of customers that they have to service within a specific amount of time. So they have to do what they have to do. Um, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying they have parameters that they're operating within that you don't have to do it. So you can do it at the ultimate perfect time. So I would wait till the rains let up a little bit. Wait till you see the grass actively growing. For the weed and feed, normally we don't do weed and feed until closer to June. Again, I would definitely send you over to the Extension website to check out the lawn care calendar. Um, What you could be doing right now with your lawns, though, you could be blowing out those sprinklers. Um, Yeah, even on a rainy day, you know, blow out the sprinklers, run them for just a second.
it could be blowing out those sprinklers. Um, yeah, even on a rainy day, you know, blow out the sprinklers, run them for just a second to see where the sprinkler heads are actually shooting and make sure those sprinklers, your underground water system, you know, things get broken, they get moved, the heads move, they get broken, things happen. Make sure everything's in working order so that when you do need those, that water later on in the season, it's going to go where your grass needs it. Water is expensive, water is precious, and you want to make sure it goes to the lawn, not to the street, and, and take care of it that way. But it's it's still probably a little too early to do any of the weeding and feeding. Yeah, it's just good too idea. Wet. It's too wet. Too wet, and it will be today and tomorrow for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, let's. I know we have to break here momentarily. Let, let's grab a text uh, before we do it. Here's one that says, I plant tomatoes and cucumbers in pots. How often do I fertilize them and with what? Um, whatever you want to fertilize them with is fine. It's up to you if you want to use the miracle Grow, if you want to use fish emulsion, if you want to use Osmocote. It's up to you. Tomatoes are heavy feeders, so you want to make sure you do feed them. When you transplant your tomatoes, I'd give them a good three weeks before you start adding more fertilizer to the soil. Most of the soils you'll purchase have a a little fertilizer in there, so you don't have to worry about that. Your plants will tell you when they need to be fertilized. Um, Otherwise, just if you're going to do like a water water in, at least uh, water weekly, weekly. I heard this the other day. Water once a week. When you water once a week, you probably have to water more frequently in the summer than once a week. But one time a week, say every Friday, you're going to do a half-strength fertilizer. And you can do that every week then. Um, and, And if your tomatoes and cucumbers are really bearing well for you, if you want to bump that up to three quarters, but once a week. Otherwise, just do full strength every other week and then water um, as you need to. All right. Let's take a quick break, Teresa, and uh, invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you want to call in your lawn or garden question, great. If you want to send a text, either one, whatever, whichever is easier, call or text 651 9226 here in our Smart Garden Show. In the Twin Cities, uh, showers, thunderstorm activity. Uh, and it's going to be windy, too, as well. 50 degrees right now. News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Danny all here on our Lawn and Garden show called Smart Garden and welcoming Malmberg's Garden Center to the show. Uh, one of the main things I wanted to talk about, and you've, you've heard Malmberg's, that name, for many years. As a matter of fact, Malmberg's has been open since 1958 here in CCO. And two locations in Blaine and Rogers, what I want to mention now, uh, it, in fact, it started yesterday. It goes on today, tomorrow, and Monday. It's over on mo- after Monday. And that's the spring open house. 20% off everything. Not on a few things. 20% off everything. Uh, I'll get you a website. You can check for the hours of operation. Again, two locations from Allberg's, Blaine and Rogers. Thousands of plants locally grown in their greenhouses. Uh, if you're in the market for trees or shrubs or annuals or perennials or maybe some gardening supplies, great, great amount of gardening supplies and their quality as well. Uh, if you uh, need to ask some questions, you'll get expert advice in gardening right there at Malmberg's. They're great at helping new gardeners, too. If you're a new gardener uh, getting started, they'd love to help you out. Uh, here's the website, malmbergsinc.com. Malmbergsinc.com. But don't forget the spring open house started yesterday, goes on this weekend, ends, uh, goes through Monday, 20% off everything. Malmberg's Garden Center, two locations, Blaine and Rogers.
Good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show around every Saturday here in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, this morning, getting along here with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, answering your lawn and garden questions either by phone or by text, as usual, 651-461-9226. And, Teresa, as usual, we have callers and we have texters, so let's put you back to work here. Yay. Who's first? Sharon, calling in from St. Louis Park, I believe, this morning. Uh, Sharon, you're on CCO with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Okay, hi. My name is Sharon from St. Louis Park. I have two small problems. First of all, my yard was dug up to put a, a pipe in for my sewer. Now, we have a hole in our um, one side of our lawn. Now, how do you build that up to put grass on there? Okay. So all you have to do is get some soil, uh, order some soil from your local garden center, and you can just add that soil. What they dug up, it should still be there, so you should be able to just use most of that. You may have to top dress it with some some garden soil or some topsoil. You can buy bags of it, or you can have it delivered in bulk from your garden center. Okay. Do you, you wouldn't know, like, how much we would have to order, do you? I know you don't know my yard, but I'm just saying, do you, like, how much would you have to order, like, uh, I know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this, if you're going to order it, it's probably going to be in cubic uh, cubic yards. And um, they can talk you through it. So if you take some good pictures and measure the hole, uh, you you could go to your garden center and they could talk you through it right there. They would be able to calculate it right out for you if you needed one yard or two yards or half a yard. They would be able or, you know, three bags, they'd be able to tell you very, very clearly. Your garden center will be able to help you with that. But take some measurements of the hole, how how wide it is, both directions, and then how deep it is. And they'll be able to help you with that. All right. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. Uh, let, uh, here's a text that merely, uh, rarely misses the show. Thank you for that. Uh, we have a curly willow, which is 12 feet tall. We'd like to, uh, to trim it to 8 feet. Is this advisable? And if yes, with what precautions? Thank you. You can go ahead and trim those curly willows back. Willows take to pruning quite easily. Um, I would think when you're trimming a, a plant, a tree, only you only want to take off a quarter of it at a time. So if you can imagine the whole, the whole crown of the tree, you only want to cut that back a quarter at a time. So this may be something that you have to bring the height down. Uh, over time would be fine. Um, if it's suddenly getting into the wires or something, then make sure you contact the proper authorities and, and don't get touching those wires yourself. But if it's getting up into the wires or you looks like this year it's going to hit the wires, make sure you bring it down uh, so it doesn't do that. Okay. Let's get another phone call, Teresa. This one uh, coming in from Monticello, I believe. Larry is calling in from Monticello this morning. Larry, what's your question for Teresa? I dormanted my lawn seeds in November. What Scott's fertilizer am I going to put on this spring number? Um, Okay, so uh, I don't know which number, but it would be your regular. Once the grass is up and growing, um, go ahead and look at it. It will say whether or not on the bag if you can apply it to a newly sown lawn. Uh, It should be okay, but it will say that, and that would be your normal spring once it's up and growing, you can put down the one that probably has the crabgrass preventer and wait till the lawn is actively growing. Though, if you put it down too early, you're going to stop your lawn, your grass seed from sprouting too. So you don't want to do that. So if you're if you're using the one with the pre pre-emergent in it, make sure your grass is up and growing. 
then you can go ahead and use it. And wait wait for a good day where it's not going to be a week of rain where it'll be washed away. Good point. Good luck. Uh, okay, speaking thank of, you. All right, very good. Thank you, Larry. Yeah, we, uh, we're going to have a look at that forecast in a moment. I want, do want to grab a call from Jan, who is calling in this morning from Minnetonka, and then we'll get the weather. Jan, what's your question? Good morning. Good, good morning. Thank you. Um, so we were very fortunate last summer when the city put in new curbs and such, they also, free of charge, put in pollinator gardens for us. Oh, how wonderful. When they pl- oh, it's wonderful. I can't wait to see what comes up. But they put uh, oats in as well for a mm-hmm. cover crop to keep the erosion down. I have the uh, leftover oat from last year. Do I need to do anything or should I just let that mulch into the garden over the course of the summer? You could just let it fall over and mulch into the garden. That's a nice thing about oats is it does get winter killed, so that's good. Um, if you want to gently rake it up, you can. But otherwise, I would just leave it as a mulch that just tips over. Those plants and seedlings will come up through that mulch just beautifully, and the oat straw will add some more organic matter to your soil. And, oh, take lots of pictures, Jan. Enjoy your pollinator garden. How exciting. I should say. All right. We have about another half hour of the show to go. If you have a lawn or garden question for for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, call or text 651-461-9226. Uh, Teresa, we'll uh, have a look at that forecast next, and then uh, more show to come here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back on this final Saturday in the month of April to our Smart Garden Show. Denny Long here, along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, answering your lawn and garden questions. And we have many. Uh, what what a better way to spend a rainy uh, rainy day, right, than to listen to exactly. CCO and lawn and garden. Uh, let's do this. Let's uh, grab a call from Wendy, calling in from uh, Richfield, first of all. Then we'll pick up on text. Hi, Wendy. What's your question for Teresa? Hi. Thank you. Um I have a very established garden in my backyard, but the ground is getting really um, compacted. And I'm wondering what I can put on top. Is there something I can put on top and sort of rake in to get the ground to be a little more loose and um, able to add a few more flowers and things to the garden? Sure. Um, compost will help. As the compost breaks down, the microbes, the microbial activity and bacterial and fungi activity in your garden will heat up and you'll get more critters out there, more in um, beetles and worms and things like that, and they'll help dig the soil. Uh, so you don't have to dig it. That should help. And um, if you, when you do have uh, places in your garden where you walk, if you can put stepping stones there or piles of mulch, uh, whatever kind of mulch you like to use in your garden, put the mulch there and try to walk on the mulch instead. That will help uh, release some of the pressure that you're putting on the soils. I hope that helps. All right. This uh, listener says, hi, WCCO. Is it safe for a gardener to dig around and put down plants in an area that had a bee's nest in the ground last year? Are the ground uh, bees likely to return to the same nest is one question. The entrance hole was covered up by the bees for the winter. What do you think? Hmm. That's interesting. Most of our ground bees are are solitary, 
so they only have one there's only one sometimes if you get a perfect area for bees there'll be a bunch of them and those ground bees are very gentle bees now if you have a hornet's nest that's a totally different story um and and I would worry, I believe most of the yellow jackets and, and hornets like that that do dwell in the ground, most of their nests, uh, they do die over winter, but there's got to be some that live over winter. Uh, so I would be very careful in that area. To be honest, I don't, wanna, I don't want you to get stung, so you may want um, to actually do some test digging or just be very careful in that area. Wait till the ground thaws out. See if you see activity. Um, and if you do see activity, then you need to react uh, accordingly, whether it's the gentle ground bees or whether it's the more aggressive hornets and, and wasps. Well, I, I, yeah, it didn't happen <laughs> last year, but the, the previous years, I remember mowing the lawn and some of these, and they, they were small. They weren't big. Yeah. The ground, yeah. The ground living. And they and, hurt. And, they oh, hurt. big time. Oh, it hurts. Yes. Yeah. And they always, go for the, they always <laughs> go for the softest <laughs> they go for the softest <laughs> tissue, yes. You know, yes, oh, the, those thighs and behind the knees. And yes. Yeah, 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 your neck and places like that. Oh, they're they're not that. stupid. No, no, they're, but, but hey, you're destroying their homes, so they have to That's respond true. and respond. Uh, so just be you, careful. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, that's a good word of caution there. Let's go to the phones. Richard is uh, calling in this morning from Wasika, I uh, believe. Richard, you are on CCO with Teresa. Well, good morning. I have a question on uh, on the pre-emergence uh, fertilizer. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, soil temperature, according to our Mankato paper here our, in Wasika, our soil temperature today was like forty-nine degrees. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And what temperature uh, should I look for before you I want put it that to down? be about fifty-five? So it's still a little too early, and you're probably not seeing a lot of growth yet out there. For the for so so wait until it's between fifty and fifty five. Um, I I if you have a really sandy soil, it's going to heat up faster. If you have a real heavy clay soil, it's going to heat up slower. If it's closer to the sidewalk, you may want to put down an application early there uh, when it's when it's more like fifty five fifty because the concrete will heat it up. The cement, I always get that wrong. I apologize for getting that wrong. Uh, but if it's in the middle of the yard and it's really still cold, um, then you want to you may so you may have to do tube applications. But yeah, you want it about fifty fifty five, and it should say that right on the right on the bag for you too. There, Richard. Good luck with that. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Richard. Speaking of pre-emergent, this texture said I need to put crabgrass pre-emergent on my lawn. Does the grass has to be have to be dry for the application? No, no. Because um, I mean, you wouldn't want to do it if. The pre-emergent will be washed down into the soil with the, with the um, with the next rain, or you can water it in if you need to. If the if you've gotten rain and say it was a perfect condition and tomorrow would be perfect for you, after today's rain the grass would be wet. You would put down the pre-emergent if you wanted to just um, gently wash that off onto the onto the soil. That would be good, but it needs to be on the soil. That's where you want the the pre-emergent on the okay. soil. Back to the phones we go. Gene is calling in from, uh, I believe, St. Paul this morning. Thanks for waiting, Gene. What's your question for Teresa? Good morning. My question is about moss. I have total backyard patio stones, and about an 8 by 8 area has developed moss. It's been there about three years, and I really like it. But mm-hmm. when I'm cleaning it, it flips up like a toupee, 
And yep. I don't know if I should put it back down and try to adhere to the patio stones or rip it off. I'd also like to transfer it onto rocks. Yep, you can go ahead uh, Go ahead and transfer it onto the rocks if you want to keep it moist. Uh, if you like it on the on the stones, leave it on your patio. That's perfectly fine. It, it, it's not a deeply rooted plant, as you found out, so cleaning your patio will tend to flip it up like a toupee, but you can just pat, pat it back down again. Um, just be careful. The moss can be slippery at times, but I'm thrilled to hear someone who likes the look of moss because it's an absolutely gorgeous plant, and... And can really, it adds a a, a, a permanence, uh, an old-timer feeling to your garden, uh, an establishment to the garden, I think, in my opinion. But, yeah. So good luck with that. Yeah. Thanks, Jean. Uh, tell you, what, I want to talk about the Arboretum, but uh, let's grab a phone call from Karen, who's calling in, I believe, from St. Paul this morning, I think. Karen, thanks for waiting. What's your question for Teresa Rooney? Okay, Teresa, here's my question. I have two knockout rose topiary shrubs. Um, In late fall, I wrap the burlap over the top, and then I mulch the base with leaves. And um, now that we've been having more rain, but it's getting kind of cool at night, I want to know if I can take the burlap off. And do I take the leaves off as well and just let the rain kind of soak in? Karen, that's uh, congratulations on your topiaries. Um, I would go ahead and take the take the to- take the uh, burlap off unless you're say up in Duluth or the Iron Range, then keep it on. But if you're down where where it's where the nighttime temperatures are getting above 35, 40 degrees, your your knockouts will be fine. They're they're nice and hardy. Um, you can pull the the mulch back as far as you want. If you, I would remove it a little bit at a time. I wouldn't just t- suddenly remove it, but pull it back. And as you pull it back, that soil will start to heat up and start to wake up your knockout roses. Definitely take off the burlap and, um, you know, trim back any dead stuff that happened over the winter and enjoy those topiaries that sound absolutely gorgeous. All right, very good. Six five, here's our phone number. It's also our text number, 651-461-9226. Texter says this, Teresa. Uh, when I was pruning my hydrangea bush, I noticed that there were many exposed roots on the top of the soil. The bush is very healthy. Is this root exposure uh, to be expected, or should it be covered by mulch or soil? I would. It's probably not normal. The soil could have been washed away. The soil could have just sunk down a little bit. Um, I would definitely put some mulch over it, or even just top dress with a little compost, and then top dress that with a little bit of mulch. Whatever you're doing in your garden. Uh, whatever the look is that you're going for there in your garden. And make sure that the mulch never touches the actual stem or the, the trunks of your trees or your shrubs. So keep it away from actually touching the plant. But, uh, you know, an inch or two or three of mulch over that will be just fine, especially after this nice rain. Put the mulch on the damp soil. It'll be absolutely wonderful. We always love to uh, mention the Arboretum, University mm-hmm. of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. Uh, definitely, it's, it's a definite place. If you have never been there, you have I think, to go. Yeah, it's, if, it's once you go, if once you're you go, if you're a WCCO listener, you have to go. Yeah, and once you do go, you're going to realize you want to go back again and yeah. again. Uh, what, what, what can you find there? Maybe we could just give a little thumbnail. You know, sketch. there's so much going on. Even if you just look right now, um, a lot of some of the minor bulbs, some of the wild minor bulbs have come up, and um, there's still that stinky plant out there. 
that I'm not going to tell you the name of because I want you to go to the Arboretum website and look on the garden highlights page and find the stinky plant and do some research on it because it's quite interesting. It comes up in the snow and can actually melt the snow around it. So it's pretty amazing. But yeah, Muddy, you can go out there. You can drive on Three Mile Drive. You can get to see what trees look like as when they get full grown. Uh, in the spring, you can see what the apple trees look like, whether you want a weeping form or a tall, thin form. What does an oak tree look like when it's when it's got no leaves, when it's fully leafed out? In the fall, what color does it have? Do you want hostas? You can go to the hosta shake garden. Are you interested in Japanese gardens? They have a beautiful Japanese garden. What about Chinese gardens? They have a beautiful Chinese garden. Um, do you like ornamental grasses? You head out to the Arboretum, hit Three Mile Drive, uh, go to the ornamental grass in August, and you will be captivated by ornamental grasses. Do you like to bring your children? They have a maze that the kids could play in. Do you want to see um, a bunch of flowers and, and how you can combine flowers and for sun and shade? Are you into herbs? They have herbs. Do you like bookstores? Hey, they've got a great book and gift store at the Arboretum. Do you like art? They have the Reedy Gallery. They, they have everything at the Arboretum. Why would you not go? Do you like good food? Hey, they have, a, they have a cafe there. There's all kinds of things to do at the Arb. You do have to get um, your easy pass, so you do have to, to reserve your time. But there's a lot of things going on. There's conferences coming up on bees. There's all kinds of things going on at the Arboretum. Um, they do tests out there uh, at the apples and the grapes. So they're growing a lot of new apple varieties and new, te- new grape varieties, and they're testing that out. You can see semi-permeable pavers out there. So if you want to see what that looks like, if you want to see what a native prairie looks like, they have native prairie out there. Uh, bog plants. If you want to go to the peeper, see the, hear the peepers. You can watch what it looks like. They have native prairie out there. Uh, bog plants. If you want to go to the peeper, see the, hear the peepers. You can wander through the peepers um, in the spring when the peepers start going. There's just it's amazing what you can do out there. Absolutely, very easy to find. Just head out west uh, Highway Five to uh, Forty One, is the closest intersection. Easy to find. I uh, tell you what. We need to take a uh, quick break, Teresa. We have okay. uh, other textures and other callers we can uh, help out here when we return on our Smart Garden Show. In the Twin Cities, uh, 50 degrees. We, it looks like it's going to be showers and thunderstorms today and tonight and maybe tomorrow morning until 10 or so in the morning. You stay with us here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Denny Law here back from Malmberg's Garden Center. People love Malmberg's Garden Center. They have to be doing something right. They've been open since 1958, a great CCO land company. I want to focus uh, on this one item, and because it started yesterday, it goes this weekend through Monday, and that's it. But it's the spring open house, 20% off everything, 20% off everything. Check the website for hours. I'll get you that website in a moment. Two locations for Malmberg's Garden Center uh, in Blaine and Rogers. Thousands of plants locally grown in their greenhouses, uh, whether you're looking for trees or shrubs, maybe annuals or perennials. And if you need some gardening supplies, you want to check out Malmberg's Garden Center. Expert advice in all things gardening. And if you're a new gardener, uh, they'll be glad to help you out. Great at helping new gardeners getting started. Again, there are two locations for Malmberg's Garden Center in Blaine and Rogers. But I urge you, don't forget that spring open house. Get out there this weekend. Uh, it goes uh, 
Today, tomorrow, Monday, 20% off everything. Check out their website for the hours, malmbergzinc.com. It's been a long winter. Time to get out there to Malmberg's Garden Center. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. Denny Long here along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering your lawn and garden questions. Keep in mind that in the 9 o'clock hour, Andy Lindis will be on CCO answering your home improvement questions. So if you have any kind of questions uh, along those lines, keep those in mind and uh, we'll invite you to call or text to ask Andy those questions next hour. In the meantime, uh, Teresa, we've got a ton of text messages. All we need is another hour or two and I think we'd be fine. Um, Okay. Hello, I love your show. This one says, want to plant some climbing flowers this spring. I have a trellis about 10 feet high that they can grow on. The trellis is facing north, but the flowers would get full sun from the south. My question is, do you have any recommendations on which other flowers to plant along with the morning glories? Any special care consideration for these? Any ideas? Um, sure. Uh, I'm not sure if they want another climber, but they could put in a perennial climber like a clematis would be absolutely beautiful there. And then the, they can intertwine with the with the morning glories. Otherwise, if they just want um, any flowers around down below, remember that your morning glories, you don't want to fertilize them or they won't bloom very well. So so you, it's kind of a weird, weird plant. It doesn't like the heavy, the heavy food. So don't fertilize your morning glories. And um, then you'll be fine. Other plants that you and any other flowers down below that you want to put down uh, to, to complement the morning glories, they're not going to be flowering for quite some many months, maybe not till the middle of July or so. Um, so put down some annuals down below to give you instant color and then add a few perennials that are your favorites. Here's one. It says, what fertilizer should be given Christmas cactus and when should it be given? You can fertilize your Christmas cactus lightly after it blooms, and any um, normal houseplant fertilizer will work for that. I would just do it maybe half strength. They don't need a lot of fertilizing, um, you know, as long as they're getting the good sunlight. You can also set your Christmas cactus outside in the summertime in a shady or part shade location, and it'll get enough nutrition that way too. Okay, we're kind of doing a lightning round here, as you okay. can sense. Uh, is it too early to put preen on my flower beds? I, I would think it is because nothing's up yet, and the ground's still a little bit too cold, and it could be washed away, just like with your pre-emergent in the lawn. Another one says, I have a poinsettia from uh, Christmas, and it looks perfect. The leaves have not fallen off. Should I cut it back by June to prepare it for blooming next winter? No, I would I would just um, leave it. You'll you don't know what's going to happen this year with it. Uh, set it outside, let it get growing nice and however big you want. If you need to prune it back, then at that time you can. And then you'll need to check the edge the um, extension.uman.edu website to how to get your poinsettia to rebloom. It just it's the really the leaves that turn colors, so it's not flowers. So you have to change those leaf colors, and it's a matter of light and dark. And it takes a number of weeks, of quite a few months, actually, to get that going. So look into that um, and just let it be as big and healthy as you want it to be. We mention this often, but if you want to follow a certain lawn program, check out their website, the U of M website, extension.umn.edu. And, uh, yeah, you'll love it. Is it good, this texter says, to use preen fertilizer and weed killer all in one? 
it, it, if it works for you, that's absolutely fine. Uh, just read and follow the instructions and make sure that when you're putting down the preen, which is a pre-emergent, just like it doesn't let the crabgrass grow, it's not going to let seeds grow. So if you're planting flower seeds or vegetable seeds, those seeds will not grow if you use that product. So then you may have to switch it up to something else or just do some manual weeding till those seeds are up and growing. Once the plants are up and growing, then you can put down your preed and that will stop, that will slow down or stop the weed seeds from growing. Can you buy a perennial plant like a hosta now and plant it, or is it too early that comes from Deb and Maple Grove? You know, if you can buy it in your garden center, you it's probably okay. I would still think, even here in the Twin Cities, our, our ground temps are only still 45 degrees. That's really quite chilly. I would wait if you can. If, however, they're running a really good deal and you don't want to miss out on that Madam, that Empress Wu hosta that you've been lusting after for years, um, go ahead and buy it and just keep it as a house plant until you can get it outside. Okay. Now we've got about a minute or so to go. When is a good time to trim blueberry bushes, a texter wants to know. Uh, I would wait till they're till they're done fruiting, and then you can trim those down by a third. Uh, take out or you want to take out the oldest branches, uh, and that will spur new growth for next year. Okay, how do I remove a patch of plume grass that has gone wild? It's taking it's taking over. It comes from Linda in Rochester. Yep, that's probably one of those Saccharophorus uh, miscanthus. You, you're you're going to have to dig it up as much as you can and destroy it. Um, if you need to use a weed killer on it, I would use a, like a brush killer or something. It's got a big root system and it's pretty pretty um, pretty strong. So you may need to use then um, a broadly or a, a grass killer on it, like a like a Roundup or something like that. That's not a brush killer. I'm, I misspoke there. You want to use a grass killer on it because it is a grass. All right. Well, we have run plumb out of time here, oh, Teresa. No. But we'll do it again, of course, next week. I think uh, your friend, our friend Julie, will be. And you're going to be back, I think, in a couple of weeks. Nope, I'm next week, too. You get me oh, you two are. weeks in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I, I, I've been misinformed, as Bogey would say. <laughs> okay. um, I'll, we, we, we have to run. So, Teresa, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. All right. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, uh, she will be back next week here on 830WCC. Again, get those... Uh, uh, home improvement questions ready. Andy Lindis will be uh, hosting, as usual, the Home Improvement Hour brought to us by Lindis Construction. That will be next hour. So home improvement next hour. Keep those in mind. We're going to have a rainy day, a windy day here in the Twin Cities. Right now, rain, fog, mist. Winds are east to 13. And our current CCO temperature reading, 50. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.